The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Monday morning and welcome in folks to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint as we come to you live from the Lee Company studio right here on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Got, uh, got a lot going on this morning. We have we're diligently working to get uh, on Facebook, and so if you are listening and we are not on, I apologize, but uh, if you are looking to get there, we uh, we will be up shortly. Until then, we will talk to you about some local high school, college, and professional sports, starting with... Some exciting news as we have tons of it to get to. So we've got Spring Fling coming up this week. We're going to be talking about that, of course, uh, all week long because we will be obviously Spring Flinging flinging, uh, (laughs) starting tomorrow. So plenty of stuff to talk to. But before we get there, guys, how was everybody's weekend? Doing, Doing well? Everybody have a good time? Had a good weekend. Had a good weekend. Just uh actually kinda hanging around the house and doing the day doing the home chores stuff. So <laughs> Jody had cleaned the front gutters on like Thursday, maybe Friday. I think it was Friday. It was done when I got back from Summertown. And I had planned on doing them over the weekend. So I wound up doing the back ones on Saturday before we came down to First Horizon Park. And I'm really kind of glad that she did the front ones because my calves are killing me from going up and down that ladder. So, and I'm not a big heights guy anyway. So Right. So, you know. That's never fun. So, yeah. But, um, so that was how I spent Saturday cleaning gutters and going to see the sounds and You'd know about the the ladder, and then Sunday, actually, um, got to go over to Murfreesboro and hang out with some um, former Tennessee football players that were doing a what whatever it is that football players do at youth football camps. Just kind of hang out and encourage kids, but um. Guys from that 1998 national championship team, including a um, couple of ex-Murfreesboro Riverdale standouts, Antron Peebles and, and Gerald Griffin were both over there, along with Billy Ratliff. That name will ring a bell for some UT fans. 
as will the name Al Wilson. He was over there as well. So got to um, check that out for a little bit and kind of rub elbows and check out the scoreboard over at Oakland, over at um, Ray Hughes Stadium, which um, is now adorned with a Jumpman logo. They were the, um, apparently, according to Creasy, they were the the first public school in Middle Tennessee to, um, I don't know, have an agreement with the Michael Jordan subsidiary, I guess, of Nike. So that was, and so he figured, well, heck, if we are a Jumpman program, might as well let everybody know. So they... Just put a giant one on top of the on scoreboard. On top of the scoreboard. <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive, it's, really. It's just kind of weird to me. Okay, like you have a literal basketball guy <laughs> on top of your football scoreboard. I think Michael Jordan transcends sports. I, you know, I, I absolutely. That logo hey, specifically. It yeah. also goes back to coaches. If you'll pay for it, we'll put anything up on your board for you. <laughs> You're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially at the high school level, you'll just about take any yep. money you can As long can as you get. help us build it, we'll put and anything you want on it. <laughs> especially when you want a video board and that sort of thing. And it's nice. I mean, that scoreboard is solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's um, it. They've done a really nice job over there. You know, they've got the um, the turf field and, and the scoreboard and the jump man. And, you know, I guess when you go 15-0 and win a state championship or – a couple you can kind of do that kind of thing so oh no doubt no doubt yeah but they had like a they had over 100 kids out for that camp Ooh. yesterday and as um as kevin creasy told the kids or somebody told the kids it was the hottest day of the year to this point which i think we're going to surpass before this week is out but so um i used to cover a team in Lawrence County, Alabama, and his his fall practice every single day when they were warming up, he would ask one of his uh, one of his assistant coaches because you know it's hot in Alabama in August, no doubt. But every single day he'd say, "Hey, coach, how hot is it in Tahlequah, Oklahoma?" And it's always hotter there. <laughs> it never oh, failed. Goodness. It was See, always li- hotter there. I lived in Tahlequah for a little while. I agree with you. It's hot there. <laughs> so that was his way of telling his kids. No matter how hot it boys, is, it's right. It's, it's, it's hotter, hotter somewhere. somewhere huh? Okay, that's right. You could be somewhere else. So yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're definitely going to have to deal with some heat this week. Uh, but it is supposed to get cooler as some rain moves through the area. Um, we've got got a. Got to hope that we can get through this week with uh, without too many rain delays. I don't. I don't know what happens if rain delays happen. Like I don't know how. Do we just keep moving until it's done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna not finish. Obviously. Yeah. So. So yeah. That's uh. It's gonna be fun. Hang late, night, in the late nights and extra days. Whatever you got to do. That's it. Got to hand out some hardware. At the end of the week, or the beginning of next week, or whenever it's gonna be, whenever it gets handed out. Oh man! Uh, again, great show for you today. We've got uh, in the next segment, we're gonna be 
joined by TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childers to talk about the spring fling. And I guess we can ask him what happens. That's exactly. We can, <laughs> we can get it straight from the mouth. Um, we'll also talk about the games that we went to on Friday and whatnot. And a game that took place on Saturday that we did not go to. Oodle was a long way. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, well, in the second hour, of course, we'll talk to Chip Walters. We'll we'll get some updates from him on MTSU. We'll talk about the Braves and their AAA affiliate. Did they end up getting swept? I, I, yes. I, so the Sounds won Sound all six them. games. That's insane. At least that's what how the news report. Well, and that's what it. I thought. I I mean they. they all I can tell you is it really wasn't a bad week for folks like us who wanted to see some positive things from some players, but also wanted to see the sounds win. So it worked out. Well, and I don't remember what all the scores were, but Saturday the game we went to was 2-1, and yesterday was one nothing. So, I mean, it's not like they played badly. Yeah, just didn't hit the ball great, which has not been an issue for the Atlanta Braves in the last couple <laughs> couple of days so we will uh we'll talk about that as well of course it was the pirates so the yeah freaking pittsburgh yeah pirates. you you try to you try to kind of be mm-hmm. measured with that but but again the pirates did win thursday night they did yeah, so. so we'll take the wins where we can get them and then how about those preds speaking of being measured you know goodness i mean you know, the Prince are like, if we can just get it into the second overtime, we're all, we're all right, you know. We can just keep it into the end of regulation. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once, once we get to the second overtime, we're golden. We're golden. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. Man. Oh, man. Yes, that's correct. Um, so we'll talk about that and more on uh, in the second hour. So, again, plenty to talk about. We uh, let, let's let's go over. Yeah, I guess we kind of just need to go through this as maybe it's kind of kind of quick, but also just uh, just let folks know we got a ton of positive things coming out of our area. Yeah, we've we've got some folks that we've been a little remiss in recognizing in some cases, did not know in other cases, happened after Friday's show in other cases, and so we're just going to call this congrats. Taylor Sims of Columbia Academy um, won the Tennessee Junior Olympics International Trap State Championship in the Junior Division recently for the Gun Dogs. So congratulations to Taylor Sims. Um, Friday afternoon, Richland's Logan Helton and Daniel Nicholson signed NAIA men's basketball scholarships with Martin Methodist College, which Come July 1st will be the University of Tennessee Southern. So congratulations to those two guys who helped the Raiders to a Class A state tournament berth and a 26-2 and finish this past year. Also, Spring Hills, question mark, Sierra Stedman Ish. signed yesterday. With Freed Hardeman. Now, now I say question mark because this is a situation Sierra and her sister Prairie both homeschool. But 
under Murray County Public Schools guidelines, they are allowed to play for Spring Hill, and they did, and they played well. And, again, Sierra Stedman, a homeschooler who played girls basketball with Spring Hill this year, signed with Freed Hardeman. And I think she's going to be fun at the collegiate level because she's kind of that stretch four yep. type that has, she can do has, has emerged at the collegiate level. You know, she can she can get to the boards. When I say she's a big kid, I mean she's she's got some height, but she can handle it. She can shoot it with range, and at that level in particular, I think she's going to be a matchup issue for a lot of folks. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, um, steal for Freed Hardman. Yeah, that's yeah. a steal. Couple of. Girls wrestlers over at Columbia Central, Deja Sams and Trinity Robinson, recently signed with Ottawa University out in Arizona. Um, They are a member of the Nashville Christian Collegiate Athletic Association out there. And um, Trinity did not wrestle this past year for pandemic reasons, but um, went to the state as a junior and... She's got a bright future on the mat. So congratulations to both those young ladies. While I was hanging out down at Summertown Friday, ran across volleyball superstar Michael Brown, who apparently has signed with North Alabama. Speaking of steals. Yeah, uh, it's it's D1, but it's still that that's, you know, that's going to be a big one for for the Lady Lions. As they head into the A-Sun, don't call us Atlantic Sun, yeah. conference. And finally, <laughs> if you want to get a job, come just on come show. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today because Wednesday's guest, Sharon Perkins, who we had on to discuss NCAA softball tournament, was named Saturday as the new softball coach down at Georgia Southern. That was quick. That was quick. They um, dismissed their coach Monday, maybe. So yeah, less than a week. Well, when you've some got, coaching searches go quick. I was gonna say when you, but and also when you've got someone with her experience and she's interested, why, it, why drag it out? Why drag it out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good to go. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's that's awesome. Congratulations to everyone in that segment. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of big stuff going on for a lot of folks. So, absolutely, no wanted doubt. to be sure we recognize those people. No Again, there there's a story on the website SM TN Sports on um, Logan Helton Daniel Daniel Nicholson signing. So, um, you can check that out there. There you go. All right, uh, we should probably just go ahead and take this break. Okay. So on the other side of the break, we will give you the rundown and we will talk to TWSWA Executive Director Bernard Childress. So you guys stick around as we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint from the Lee Company Studio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there. 
and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. high school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, coach mike here with you on the this beautiful beautiful monday morning live from the lee company studio happy to have you with us here and glad that you could join us before we get to Bernard Childress, we need to give you today's rundown. This is the rundown. And the Monday rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org. Schedule your tour today, 931-388-5731. That's zioneagles.org, 931-388-5731 to schedule your tour today. In baseball sectional action on Friday at the Class A level, South Pittsburgh blanked Eagleville ten nothing. It was Moore County nine, Gordonsville one. East Robertson eliminated Loretto three to one, and Summertown with a nine nothing victory over Richland. And we will talk more about that later in the show. Also in Class AA, it was Greenbrier twelve, Giles County nothing, and Nolansville defeated Martin Luther King nine three. In Class AAA sectional action, it was Beach defeating Ravenwood 4-1 in Clarksville, a 7-5 winner over Independence, which we will talk about later. And in the Division IIA quarterfinal, CPA advances with a 7-2 win over the Kings Academy. In Class A softball sectional action, Huntland blanked Gordonsville 10-0. It was Loretto 6, Houston County 2. The Lady Mustangs making their first ever softball state tournament. Summertown 3, Joe Burns 1. In Class AA sectional play, it was Greenbrier 4, Nolansville 1. And Forrest defeating White House Heritage 8-2. In AAA sectional action, Coffee County advanced to the state tournament with a 2-1 win over Soddy Daisy. Summit, a 2-1 winner over Springfield, and Dixon County advances with a 7-1 win over Clarksville in Class AAA. In boys soccer action, Division 2A quarterfinal, CPA 2, St. George's, nil. In Saturday action, the Class A softball sectional matchup, Eagleville defeated Trousdale County to, um, 6-2. Excuse me. In boys' soccer action, in the Division II quarterfinals, it was Grace Christian 5, Evangelical Christian 1. In the Class AA sectionals, it was Page 2, Martin Luther King nothing. In Class AAA, Franklin defeated Smyrna 4-2, Oakland defeated Cleveland one to nothing, and Columbia Central goes on the road, plays scoreless through two overtimes, and defeats Ultawa 4-3 on penalty kicks. Congratulations to the Lions. And that's going to do it for your Monday Rundown, brought to you by Zion Christian Academy on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right. It is now time to go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, where we are joined by TWSAA Executive Director and 
Colombian Bernard Childress. Not just Colombian. Columbia Central 2019 Athletic Hall of Fame oh, inductee. Right. He was a Hall of Famer. Bernard Childress. The Hall of Famer on the line. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Want to make well, sure we get that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Hey, well, just, just want to make sure we get all of your bona fides out there, Coach. Good morning. Good morning. How you all doing? We're doing well, man. Um, is yeah, is this good. kind of the calm before the storm for you? Well, or is it already stormy? It's already stormy. I don't know that it's, it's uh, probably two or three weeks prior to this big event, it's it's stormy every day. I mean, it's so much that we need to get done. I have staff members up this morning. Uh, they've been calling me since 6 o'clock this morning, hauling things from one site to another, making sure that we have everything ready to go uh, come tomorrow morning. Um, if you're not aware, spring fling begins tomorrow over I used to say in Murfreesboro. At this point, it's kind of in and around Murfreesboro, I guess. That's been one of the challenges for you all this year, having to um, locate alternative sites for for some of these events because of the um, ongoing pandemic restrictions on the um, Middle Tennessee State campus, I guess. Yeah, uh, Maurice, that's exactly right. We had to make a decision, you know, early, well before, the governor kind of lifted some of the restrictions on attendance. In Middle Tennessee, having their restrictions still in place, we felt like if we went ahead and made the decisions, do what we've done and move some of our events uh, to high school facilities, which are championship facilities, no doubt, uh, we would be able to get more people, you know, from the, the communities to attend the game. And you know, I, I guess it's a little bit of a – it's somewhat uncomfortable, I guess, because there is still a pandemic going on, but you want to afford people the opportunity to see yeah, their kids or, or who, their teammates or whoever else it is in some of these events. I guess particularly the, the biggest move was the track, the state track and field championships going out to Rockvale. Yeah, and you all have been to the track and field event before. You know how many people, especially during our running event, how many people we actually have in the stadium at that time. Uh, although, you know, the governor lifted all restrictions, I've said this, and I'll continue to say it. We started this journey back in July when people thought there's no way we were going to have fun by following the science and following the CDC recommendations. And that's the way we're going to finish it. Um, so we're not going to be operating on in full capacity. Uh, first of all, you know, we're going to be uh, monitoring our ticket sales and we'll cut it off at a certain point. Uh, we're looking at anywhere from 70 to 75% of attendance. But we're also asking people that if they're not fully vaccinated, to just do what the CDC asked us to do. And that's to stay six feet away from each other. If you're not in the same household, if you are have a loud voice of 15, can't stay 15 feet away, uh, put a mask on. And I would really wish that they would kind of take the examples. We did our middle school state championships this past weekend, 
in track and field, baseball and softball. And I can tell you, I was very pleased in watching those uh, the, the fans in attendance uh, stay away from each other and do what we've asked to do. And that's what we're going to continue to do. The last thing we want to do is to host a super spreader event. So we're going to make sure that we're doing what CDC guidelines state. Uh, Bernard, real quick, uh, we had a question on Facebook, and I wanted to ask you, uh, if you buy a ticket to Spring Fling, is it good for all events that day, or do you have to buy one at each event? Well, and this is the change that we made due to the pandemic. It normally is, it's, uh, it's, uh, you can buy one ticket, and you can go anywhere in Rutherford County and watch any uh, sport you want, because we are having to monitor our ticket sales. So we are strictly allowing individuals to go watch that particular sport. Uh, this is something that's totally un- unusual. It's a one-time thing that we're having to do because we have to monitor our attendance. But this year, if you buy a baseball ticket, <clears throat> you're going to be allowed to watch baseball. But the only one that we're allowing to flow freely throughout Rutherford County and parts of Wilson County will be the media and, of course, the administrators of because they have to watch all of it which teams participate. So basically, for Summertown fans, they're going to have to buy a baseball ticket on a softball ticket. If they go to, to both. They go to both. Now, now going to both isn't going to be easy because they're both at 4 o'clock tomorrow, which brings me to a question. As you all are putting the bracket together, and I know it's blind draw, but uh-huh. You know, as those games times are set, is there any consideration given? I don't know if anybody else has both the baseball and the softball team up there because I did not take the time to look. That's my bad. But, you know, is there any consideration at all given to, you know, a situation like that? Or is that <clears throat> too bad, so sad? Um, um, Maurice, this event is so big. You know, we we have over 4,000 student athletes and fans uh, and their fans and parents and things coming into Rutherford County and Wilson County to watch. When we do the blind draw, we do it by sport and we normally don't look back. Like there are some sports that we can do that. For example, in basketball and if it is in two levels, if we, you know, have we try to keep those teams playing back to back if we possibly can play with five championships going on at the same time. You may have an individual playing tennis while your baseball team is playing, while your softball team is playing, while your team playing soccer at the same time. So it's just no way mm-hmm. possibly that we could do that. All right. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress, um, the 27th, 28th annual Spring Fling is um, – beginning tomorrow again in and around Murfreesboro softball will be held out at Starplex um, out on the east side of town soccer will be at the Richard Siegel soccer complex again over on the east side tennis will be at the Adams tennis complex over by Old Fort Park Uh, track and field will take place out at Rockvale and baseball is everywhere (laughs) 
everywhere. I, Every, anywhere everywhere. we can find the field. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, anybody that would would take on the challenge of hosting state tournament baseball games pretty much got a got an opportunity. So, um, and again, anywhere you want to stop for a baseball game, you're exactly you can right. find. Yeah, if you want to go see a baseball game, just go and pull up, and there'll be one going on. Um, <laughs> again, Bernard, you all traditionally played baseball games at various sites and then you moved to you know Reese Smith Field for mm-hmm. the championship mm-hmm. games on Friday that won't yeah. be the case this year either they will continue to take place at various sites is that correct that's exactly right and then one of the main reasons that we made that decision again is because of the attendance factor uh the, the restrictions that MTSU had the first of May when we made this decision, um, we just felt like, and I can tell you, the AAA, probably AA games, we thought, no, it just really depends on who's playing. But normally the Class A games, which is, you know, um, many times middle Tennessee teams that make it to that game, they are very, very well attended. And when you look back and they saying, you're only, only going to be able to have 300 fans in the stands in the championship games. We were doing our fans an injustice if we if we stayed there. Okay. No, no, you know, totally understand where MTSU is and where where they were coming from when they said that. But we just had to make a decision that we felt was best for our teams and for our fans to be able to watch their kids play. Certainly. And and you feel like this is, again, a, a one-time deal with, with all of this. You expect to be back at MTSU to the previous degree in 22, I would guess? Absolutely. And I can tell you the administration at MTSU and all of their people are doing everything that they can to help us, you know, move to different sites, uh, their people have have literally worked with our people and on the track and field move, uh, you know, the baseball move. And we are definitely planning on, you know, just being a one-time situation. Hopefully this time next year we'll be back to normal and we'll be able to resume all of our championships at MTSU like we normally do. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. Bernard, we're coming up on a break, but one thing I want to ask you before we let you go, and this is not spring fling related. You know, um, last year, about this time, obviously we were on the uphill climb in terms of this pandemic. Uh, Football and fall sports were unable to have preseason scrimmages and the like. Um, football didn't have any scrimmages this spring. Do you expect preseason scrimmages this time around, or or do you do you think it's going to be more of the same heading into the twenty twenty one football season? I, I think there's a lot of football folks out there that are kind of concerned along those lines. And that's a great question, Maurice. Right now, we expect that uh, it will not be the same as it was last year because we have uh, already uh, met with the governor's team. And in March, uh, we took a, uh, a proposal to our board and uh, that we had worked on with the governor's team, kind of opening up scrimmages and summer camps for all of our sports teams. So we were trying our best to get through this school year. 
And starting in the summer, we are allowing our teams to go to camp. We're going to allow them to start back scrimmaging each other. So we, unless the numbers go back up, we expect to be uh, to lift those restrictions and be back to having our jamborees and our scrimmages like we normally do in the fall. Seven on seven? Seven on seven, definitely, yes. That is great news. Let's go. <laughs> Bernard, yep. Child- Bernard Childress, Executive Director of the TSSAA, here with us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, gearing up for Spring Fling in and around Murfreesboro starting tomorrow. Again, um, if you want to see a baseball game, just pull up at any high school in Murfreesboro and you'll probably <laughs> find one. Um, and um, Bernard, we appreciate it. I, I know you'll have your running shoes on this week. Appreciate you all and look forward to seeing you over here. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you for having me on. All right. Thank you. All okay. right. There you have it. Tito uh, Estelay, Executive Director Bernard Childress. And that's a... Good news um, from from him can you know as far as the football and other fall sports other as well. fall sports yeah. are are concerned. So that that's that's fantastic. Um, if you are looking for a ticket for spring fling, you're going to have to get one for each sport. I wonder if they I'm, – I'm sure they knocked the price down. I, I can't imagine they would make you pay. I would like to think <laughs> that it would be a reduced admission fee for, you know, one as opposed to – yeah. But I, I can't say because I've never I, bought a ticket. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the games that we saw over the weekend. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit CustomStoneHandlers.com. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. What a beautiful day it is here in southern middle Tennessee on this Monday as we are in studio maybe for the last time this week. That's uh, the first time and the last time this week potentially. Uh, So really excited because tomorrow is the Mr. Baseball Banquet, right? Not a banquet. It's just a presentation. Yeah. We don't get to eat breakfast? Apparently not, and unless we bring it, <laughs> that's trash. Can Byob, bring trash. your own breakfast. <laughs> that's trash can juice, and but, and, and oh, that's I, the only B we will be bringing since the ceremony is being held at New Visions Baptist Church. I have never been to a church 
that made me come that early, not on a Sunday, and they didn't have breakfast. And nowadays, every church got breakfast too, because they all got donuts. So I'll bet you there's going to be some donuts and coffee, because that's the only re- that's the only reason people go to church now. If you listen to TikTok, <laughs> people wouldn't come to church no more if they didn't have donuts. That's crazy, ain't it? That's what they say. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, I bet it's donuts and coffee tomorrow. Now, especially if you take your own. Especially if you bring your own. That's right. What's the, what's the donut shop over there? Isn't there, isn't there a really I nice? I think it's just the donut shop. Is that what it's called? I think it is, yeah. It's supposed to be solid. So We don't have to go that far into town to get there, though. We're so. hoping. Our plan to is to be on site at New Visions Baptist Church from 9 to 11 tomorrow prior to the um, Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association's um, Mr. Baseball Presentations for which Columbia Academy's Kavaris Tears and Summertown's Grant Burleson will be up. So um, hope to bring some hardware home from that event before we get going on the field tomorrow. And by the way, this segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today is brought to you by Jason Egley of Farmers Insurance. Isn't that right, Chris? It is. <laughs> Don't let me forget it. Jason Egley is your farmer's agent, and he's giving uh, all educators in Tennessee a little break on their insurance coverage. So give him a call, 615-250-2723. That's 615-250-2723. Or you can visit our website and, and uh, sm-tnsports.com. And, uh, and his ad will take you right to his website. Uh, it's very it's not an easy website to get to, so just go to ours and click his his ad. That's <laughs> the easiest way to there get there. Go. We can't give you that address because it's just too long. Uh, 615-250-2723. If you're an educator, you definitely want to give Jason Egley a call because he can help you out and give you a little bit of a break on your insurance coverage. All right. Underwritten uh, by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm glad you remembered that because I forgot. Uh, okay, so hang on. Before we, I know we got to move quick, but I'm looking at Spring Fling history. The first one, and I should know this, but the first one was held in 1994 in Chattanooga. This one is being called Spring Fling 28. 28. But that Spring Fling 27 was not held in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. So how are you going to count it if it didn't take place? Ooh, that's uh. That should have been asked uh, so in the last time, segment. Uh, so timing is everything. <laughs> yes, you're, you're absolutely right. It should have been asked. It was not. Here's the question: Is <laughs> in 50 years they'd be like that math don't add up? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. These idiots over TWSWA can't even add. Yeah. And <laughs> that's yeah. what would happen. That, Some of that's already being claimed. You, but, you, you know. are correct. So it's probably <laughs> it's probably easier to just throw that disclaimer in there. It's twenty eight, but twenty seven didn't take place. It's thirty five, but twenty seven didn't take well, place. Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, what, what's what's the uh, the running term? Uh, the the twenty seven has been vacated. Yeah, it's, due to. <laughs> Yeah. All, all the vacates. It, there you it, go. It opted out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Spring Fling XXVII-DNF did not finish. Or the, yeah, the, the, state cha- the state champion was COVID. <laughs> exactly. They they won it all. Uh, tons of action over the weekend on Friday. You got to see a couple of different games and some, some great performances individually. 
one especially by Grant Burleson. Uh, speaking of the Class A Mr. Baseball finalists, 71 pitches, 10 strikeouts, perfect game, and a two-run homer in a 9 nothing win over Richland. I mean, as I said in, in the article on Friday night, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Mr. Football vote – I'm sorry, Mr. Baseball voting is complete, and that winner had been determined prior to Friday night, but – He's got if anybody did not vote for him, he's got to make them think after a performance like that in a you know in a winner go home, go home situation in particular. I mean, if you've got a Mister Baseball finalist, that's what you want him to do right there, no doubt. Um, Summertown softball got a three run homer from North Alabama signee Haley Jones. That was all they got. That was all Claire Woods needed in a three one win over Joe Burns. So. As a, a and Loretto with that six two win over Houston County, a little surprising. Yeah, yeah to me. and uh, yeah, it surprised you. It probably surprised um Houston County freshman Haley, Haley Brooks. Haley Brooks as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, again, congratulations to the Lady Mustangs making their first state softball tournament appearance. They're when not. They the, go. They're not the only ones with a first softball mm, appearance. No, they're not. Uh, Summit goes up to Springfield, gets the uh, ten inning win. <laughs> I'm if I had gone up there and they had gone ten innings again, hmm. I, I I probably would just I, I wouldn't even go to Spring Fling because well, I'm I wouldn't be allowed. The Summit and the Nashville Predators. I mean, you know, if if we get you in extra innings, we're in good shape. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. they get that two one win in the tenth inning over uh, Springfield. And I'll tell you, Elena Escobar, pretty impressive. Three-hitter, finished with 12 strikeouts. uh, And really just a good job by by Jenny Stevenson's group. They they continue to impress, and I think they're going to be a tough out uh, in that AAA tournament. Well, I mean, here's the thing about them, as you've seen throughout this postseason, pitching, defense, and timely hitting. No doubt. You know, they're not hurting themselves with the gloves. They're getting fantastic performances in the circle from both Elena Escobar and Lily Kate Richards, and they're getting just enough offense to win ball games. So as long as that as long as that holds up, they'll be in good shape. They open against the Daniel Boone team that I've seen in the past and traditionally has some mashers. So They'll they'll have to be careful as far as that goes, but if they can avoid some bats, they ought to be in good shape. That's I mean that that's always the key is you know, and you've got good pitching. Good pitching beats good hitting. That's what most they say. Of the time, so. That's what they say. So, um, I, my game was not so great. Uh, good pitching did not necessarily beat good hitting as I was over at independence and the seventh inning was a tough one. Uh, independence comes in with a five, two lead going into the seventh inning, but a couple of, a couple of errors, a couple of timely hits. And next thing, you know, Vanderbilt signee, uh, Kyle McGrons with a three run Jack to go take the six, five lead. And, that was all that he would need to get. He not only did he give his team the win, he gave himself the win on the bump 
<laughs> as as he went into the seventh and came out with two outs. They took they took him out and kind of gave him one of those senior walkout moments. Uh, everybody kind of gave him a hug and that sort of thing. And then uh, Will Tobin, unfortunately, flied out to end the game. So a tough loss for, for Independence. They had a great, great game uh, up to that point. They had, there had been no errors in the entire game from either team until the seventh inning, and there were four by the end of the game between the two teams. <laughs> Man. It's – Saving the best for last, huh? I guess. Um, But, yeah, Cooper Hargrove had a two-RBI single. Matter of fact, there was not a single um, extra base hit until the sixth inning, I think. Uh, So, that was crazy. Anyway, tough loss for the Eagles. Hate that they uh, weren't able to advance. Full story on on all of those games we just talked about on sm-tnsports.com. And finally... Finally, Columbia Central goes to Uldawa, goes scoreless through the second overtime, unlike the Predators. Went to penalty kicks, um, outscored Uldawa 4-3 to three on penalty kicks. Alex Ferrer, hopefully I'm getting that right, with the eventual game winner there for the Lions, putting them in the state tournament after back-to-back sectional losses to Cookville in 2018 and 2019. And we've got a little something on the website on that as well. And kind of an update, a roll call, if you will, on everybody that will be uh, competing in Murfreesboro this week. So you can check that out. Make sure to do that. All right. That's going to do it for the first hour. This segment was brought to you by Jason Egley at Farmers Insurance. Uh, we've got a ton coming up in the second hour. Chip Walters joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline when we come back. And we'll talk about the Braves. We'll talk about the Sounds. We'll talk about the Preds. Plenty of stuff to get to. At Vanderbilt, Tennessee, went into Sunday with uh, the SEC East well, title. Saturday. Season wrapped up Saturday. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, yeah. They went, went into in the weekend. With the SEC East on the line. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how it came out, we can tell you, and we will. Uh, so make sure to stick around in the second hour. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio right after this. Stick around. <laughs> 